welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is September 16th, and this is episode 102, Friday edition. Hopefully you guys are well. Welcome back to another episode. We've got some very important things to cover in today. We've had a lot of a lot of stuff happen over the last two days. Ethereum obviously hitting its merge. Prices continuing to push lower since that point. Coin struggling to stay above 20,000. And the Dixie and the 10-year yield also at the same level, still continuing to show signs of topping out. What will happen to the weekend? What's going to happen into next week? We'll talk about all that today. Um, so as always... Starting out on our macro timeframes, taking a look over here on ETH and Bitcoin, we can see that as far as weekly goes, we are still technically holding our ranges, at least on ETH, between 14.22 and 2000. The Fib lines have not changed, are still extended to the upside. So essentially some last kind of ditch effort hope for the bulls here. Bitcoin actually holding a little bit more bullish, still holding a bit more bullish than Ethereum in this current state of the weekly, still bearish overall, but showing us signs that potentially, again, everything that we've been talking about, where the Dixie and the 10-year yield, again, are continuing to top out in this region. We continue to hit the tops, and we haven't pushed through yet. We haven't gone above 3.5% the 10-year yield. We haven't gone above 112 on the Dixie. So there's absolutely still the hopium in the back of our minds that the stock market and BTC essentially used this week as a giant liquidity grab. Again, we, we don't want to play off of the hopium too hard. We know that our indicators are still pointing into the downwards direction. When we start to move into our midweek short-term macro, you can see that our daily, most time frames have TC'd back down or been TC'd down. For a couple days now and we have to go off of you know what our indicator and what we would normally do so i mean absolutely thinking about looking for that long macro long positions but knowing that until the environment changes again we're going to be in our shorts looking for reshort opportunities and just essentially thinking about looking for that relong you know because we're going into the weekend we may see some more choppy sideways shenanigans where maybe we take another quick small step down um, as long as there's no heavy volume pushed in behind it. I still believe that by next week, with the announcements from the Fed coming out, I believe we have two coming up, things may actually be at a pinnacle point for continuing to shift around. We can see that, again, when we look into our DXY and our tenure, there's still a bunch of signs here between our weekly, which has not changed on the 10-year yield, we're still showing that the market structure is in a bearish formation. Fib lines are still extended to the downside. Uh, we close the weekly chart in about 37 minutes. So it'll be interesting to see how this closes. For now, you know, Dexy still showing us a big fat doji, still pointing back to the downside. So by Monday, we actually might start to see some reaction off of these uh, off of these charts where the stock market and 
Bitcoin and ETH essentially use all this momentum this week, starts to actually find some ground to stand on. We can see that our S&P has started, you know, at the end of the day here, pushed back a little bit. We had a very obviously heavy drop off of the open. 90% of the day we continued lower. We are below our 3,900 points area, which is the key level support we were looking at. But we've only done that with divergence so far in our shorter term timeframes. So in all technicality, yes, we're below the key level support. But because we broke below it with divergence, as long as the divergence confirms, it may have just been a big fake out pushing us that extra step lower to try and grab as much liquidity as possible, push out as many people as possible before it actually shifts. And again, you know, we don't want to play off of hopium. It's a potential starting entry as far as the S&P goes, as far as Bitcoin goes, and ETH. Like I said, we still have to consider that um, the weekend continues to push lower. We may see a little bit of fight back over the next two days, but I think overall we're just going to see more than likely mostly continuation to the downside here. As far as targets go, we'd have to see how the FIBs uh, realign themselves because we don't really have anything in the midterm left. Um, we can see that in our daily and when we move down into our four hour on both ETH and BTC, uh, we're pretty much pretty much at the zero. Uh, Bitcoin could probably still go to around 17,500 and still hold support at this point. Ethereum would need to kind of work itself around a bit before finding a new FIB extension bottom. We can see that we haven't fully extended this to the downside, meaning that we've still got a chance to bounce back up maybe potentially towards our 1620 level. If we reject off of the market structure again, we should see these FIBs all extended to the downside. Next target could be as low as $1,200, $1,000. Unfortunately, if we continue to see everything shifting to the downside, if we don't see Monday start to turn around in the bullish fashion that we're thinking, there potentially could be a lot more downside to come with most things, Bitcoin, ETH, cryptos included. So I'm not putting too much weight into either side right now. You know, if you took your shorts on ETH at 1700, this is definitely a take profit zone, looking for a potential reshort, potentially looking for a starting long entry, but not closing the shorts, at least until daily is TC'd back up, or even better, four day or weekly is TC'd back up. Yeah, for now, everything is continuing to point down. Obviously, you know, a lot of there was a lot of short sellers going into the merge. I think what ended up happening is that the merge happened. 90% of those people who had shorts saw that it wasn't it wasn't dropping and ended up closing said shorts as a, out of fear that it was going to spike back up. And what ended up happening is it is it pushed up a little bit, it faked out and took a, a large step to the downside after all those people had stepped out of their shorts because the funding rate went, it peaked at the highest point I've ever seen it, negative 0.5. And then as soon as the merge happened, funding rate came out right back at the 0.01 percentile, which is the standard, meaning that there wasn't any more shorts than longs after that period of time going at, after the merge happened. So. Like I said, you know, the weekend probably opening us up for some sort of shenanigans. I wouldn't be taking taking too many trades over the weekend. 
Um, if you have trades on right now, I wouldn't be looking to close anything over the weekend either. I would just be looking to take some profits in the zone, potentially looking for a reshort opportunity, potentially looking for a starting entry for the long, but not until we start to see some follow through uh, with the 10 year yield and the Dixie rejecting. We have to see a clear sign of rejection, some sort of midterm to midterm macro time frame, triple confirm back down in those charts. Uh, until that happens, this is just it's just chop, you know, because it's what's been happening. Essentially, the Dixie starts to turn around and then before it has a chance to gain any steam, it just turns right back up and we continue to run into this resistance again and again and again. So until either those, you know, those uh, charts change and we turn into a very bullish structure, of course, turning our Bitcoin and ETH charts into a very bearish structure at the same time. We're kind of at a gridlock zone right now. Yeah, I don't think it's too bearish. I mean, the fact that we're closing potentially a second day in a row below 20,000 on a daily close, um, and we're not seeing crazy reaction from it, uh, just feels like, uh, I don't know, there's not a ton of volume coming in, not a lot of momentum backed in behind this. If there was, we'd see heavy reaction. We'd see, you know, already a two to $3,000 drop from 20 after the close. And that's just not what we're seeing. Mm. Yeah. But again, my thesis about everything, you know, hasn't been invalidated yet. There's definitely some support to say that uh, with the Fed rate hike of potentially 75 basis points again coming in the next coming week, uh, we could definitely see stock futures trade higher as well as Bitcoin and Ethereum and everything else. It would be, a, like I said, a perfect time with everything lining up if the Dixie and the 10-year yield can show some better signs of rejecting in the zone. But uh, we have to take this week price action with a grain of salt. You know, I know a lot seemed to have happened, but the reality of it is, is just like nothing's really changed. And, you know, the 8.3% was nothing crazier. Like everyone's like, oh, well, it's higher than expected. Yeah, by 0.3%. We were expecting 8% and we got 8.3. So really, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like overreaction to the max, not that much volume to back it all up. Obviously, ETH had a separate event going on, which people would have used for fuel in order to push the price lower, which is exactly what we've seen. Because Bitcoin hasn't come down that much. Ethereum lost, you know, over 20% in the last couple of days. And we've seen, you know, only about a 10% in the last couple of days out of Bitcoin. So I'm not too, too worried about anything yet. Um, definitely, potentially in the future, if next week doesn't start to turn itself around, um, then yes, potentially we could be pushing ourselves into trouble. And by trouble, I mean just for the bulls. In general, continued price action pushing lower. We're at a very, very critical key level in almost everything right now. Um, yeah, and if we were to see heavy volume coming in, again, you guys know our zones that we're looking for. Uh, 17.5 would be the first shorter term level. Um, 14 coming in at a very important point. You know, 12 and then 10. If you're looking at under ETH standards, it's like 12.20, uh, 1,050. And then 850. But again, you know, that's that's a big drop. That's upwards of 40% on both assets. 
And we're going to need to see some major stuff happen. The 10-year yield is going to have to go above 3.5%, closing medium-term candles up and above those levels. Dixie's going to have to start closing candles above 110. You know, uh, the S&P continuing to close below 3,900 points. These are cataclysm types of things that would that would give us the actual energy we need and pushing the fear into the market, which would fuel these numbers that we're talking about. But until that actually happens, you know, yes, we're below support, but we haven't done it with any heavy momentum or volume backed behind it. And I think that's the point I'm trying to make is that as bad as it seems, there hasn't been a ton of reaction to it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we have one big thing, guys. Um, the liquidity pool, as we've been reminding you every day in the Discord, if you guys aren't in the Discord, we are closing it in uh, four days from now on September 20th. So uh, that'll be the last time that you can get TC token before presale. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, you know, head over to our website. The Trader Joe link is at the bottom as well. Make sure to check out our alpha trading uh, triple confirmation bot. You can try it out for free right now. All you need to do is get some USDC up onto your MetaMask, link it with the alpha bot, uh, sign the contracts, and you're good to go. Alrighty, with all that said, guys, we love you. We hope you have a great rest of your day and weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.